Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message brought to you by John Crampton. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. So what I want to do um, this morning is I just want to share with you uh, a little bit in terms of what I believe the Lord is wanting to bring to our attention during this time of Advent. And uh, we know that uh, there, there are many different understandings of the nativity um, that played out. Uh, you know, we watched that little funny clip of, uh, of the children getting the story, you know, a little bit right in a few places. And, um, you know, um, we mustn't take ourselves too seriously all of the time. You know, to look through the eyes of a child sometimes, just the simplicity of it, and, and, and they, they're just trying to remember the things that really stick out to them. Well, what I want to do is just like emphasize one or two things which I hope will stick out for you and um, uh, encourage you during this time. So in Luke chapter 2, so Luke's gospel, um, remember Luke was the same guy who wrote the book of Acts, he was the physician, and, um, and so he was uh, not one of the twelve, but because of the strength of eyewitness accounts and, and because of the culture of the day, they didn't have a lot of fake news going on, they didn't have a lot of social media and stuff that was bombarding them you know, minute by minute, uh, they would rehearse the stories, they would retell, and there was an incredible culture of memorization. And so the accuracy with which they were able to uh, transfer the, 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 the accounts from one generation to the next is extraordinary. In our world, we don't have that. You know, if you forget something, you just go and ask Dr. Google, and, and you, know, you don't need to memorize things anymore. Um, and so we don't know what it is to have good memories the way that was common in, in the cultures of that day. So Luke, he would have heard all of the stories, all of the accounts would have been taught and rehearsed over and over again. And so he's gone and he's done some research and he's put it all together. And so he gives us the account. And in chapter one, it's all about the announcement. And it starts obviously with the forerunner being John the baptizer. And the miraculous thing that took place, Zechariah and Elizabeth were barren and God broke into their barrenness. Come on. I mean, there's a prophetic thing right there. Sing, O barren woman. So God breaks into their barrenness and uh, releases the most remarkable miracle. And, um, and uh, sometimes, you know, the Lord's just got to just move us to one side because we get a little bit carried away. Uh, you know, like Zechariah, he had to be, you know, without speech for a whole heap of time so that he, he couldn't speak incorrectly. God silenced him. And only when he was ready to come into alignment with what God's plans and purposes were, the Lord opened his tongue again. Anyway, there's a whole sermon in there. <laughs> All right. So you got that whole thing going on with uh, the birth of, of John the, the Baptist. And then obviously with the, the announcement, um, uh, the, the angel Gabriel coming to, to Mary. And uh, not on an island. It's okay, guys. There was just a little parody there. And um, so just the, the, the supernatural aspects, the miraculous conception. You know, the Catholics have got this one a bit better than, than the rest of us. You know, we, we're kind of like just, oh, yeah. No, no, this is absolutely, you know, foundational. That, that Jesus came not born of the will of man. He didn't come tainted by the fall. He, he came as the perfect one. And he humbled himself and he subjected himself to being in the womb for nine months. That's got to tell you something about some of the major issues about 
the sanctity of life. Our Savior set us an example. Wow. Oh my goodness, did you think of that? And so Jesus, he's now, at the time of Advent, he's, he's coming into the world. The light is breaking into the world. The, the kingdom of God is breaking into the earth. And, uh, and everything changes. Talk about a pivotal moment in history. Our very calendars are oriented around this time. Unfortunately, the, the, uh, the guy who actually invented the calendar didn't quite get the date exactly right. Uh, we're just a few years out, about five or six years out, but we've got the general gist of it. But history is, you know, BC, before Christ, and AD, in the year of our Lord. And so there's a recognition that Jesus comes and he defines history. He breaks into our world. And so uh, Jesus comes and in Luke chapter 2, and uh, if you can pick it up with me in verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And as we noted, the shepherds would not have been out in the fields in the dead of winter and Israel is in the northern hemisphere and it snows in Israel in winter time and so we we know that obviously again our our date that we're drawing attention to um, the birth of Christ could not have been on the 25th of December and we're okay with that what we're doing is we're recognizing the importance and celebrating the first coming of Jesus. We need the first coming of Jesus so that we can also have a second coming of Jesus. And we're looking forward to the second coming. Hallelujah. Mm, so good. So they're out there, they're keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Wow. When God shows up in supernatural ways, it generally tends to freak people out. Some people just go, oh, yes, Lord, we want a visitation. Lord, would you come? When you walk into the room, everything changes. Yes, it does change. And some people are terrified and fall as dead at his feet. He is the mighty one. And yes, while we do remember that he came and he came as a baby, he did not remain a baby. Religion would want us to keep remembering Jesus as the baby. Hallelujah. He grew in stature, in wisdom, and in favor with the Lord. He became a man. And he walked and led a perfect, sinless life. That he might be the substitute for each one of us. He would become our savior. He would die on the cross for our sins. That we would not have to die. The great exchange. His life for ours. We get to live. We get to go free. The, the wages of sin is death, but we did not have to pay those wages. Hallelujah. All right. So he is the all-powerful one. And when the supernatural breaks into this realm, sometimes... It can be terrifying because it's not normal, it's not natural, it is supernatural. So those were the shepherds, we'd be pretty much the same. <laughs> but the angel said to them, do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause 
great joy for all the people. Yes. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. This is the point that I want to leave with us today. When God breaks into our lives, it's to bring great joy. Serving Jesus and living for Jesus is a big deal because it changes us from walking around in darkness and in gloom and brings us into the light and into a place of great joy. <laughs> you see, again, religion wants to bring you back under the law. Religion wants to bring you back into that place of being a legalist, of trying in your own efforts and your own energies and by your own good behavior that you somehow might be rewarded with well done good and faithful servant. That we might somehow please God because we are good people. Good people don't go to heaven. Believing people go to heaven. It's because our believing into Jesus who is the Messiah the Son of the living God, the Christ, the Savior, our Redeemer, because we believe in Him and it's believing into Him. It's when we are inside of Him that the Father looks at us through the covering of Jesus and says, oh, you're righteous. So the righteousness of Christ is given, is imputed to us. says, you're welcome. Not because we did good deeds. No, because we had good beliefs. You see, if it's just about good deeds, then it becomes a lot of hard work. And you've got to keep it up all day, every day. And it becomes a drudgery. It becomes a hardship. It becomes joyless. It becomes lifeless. That's not good news. Good news is, he's going to do it for you. And he did it. And so because we receive all that he has done, his righteousness is given, imputed to us. God looks at us and says, as though we'd done Good things. Now, don't get me wrong. As a consequence, as a result of his goodness and his kindness, his mercy and the righteousness that he gives to us, we then use that place of being redeemed, restored, to then live a life that pleases him. So we stop sinning and we, and we, we live righteously. Why? Because he's made us righteous. Therefore, we remain living righteously. So his grace and his mercy is not an excuse to do what we want. That's an abuse of grace. That's a trampling again underfoot the blood of Jesus. Come on, this is a good word. So the shepherds are hearing the news that Jesus has broken into this world and he's come and he's coming. This is good news and it's going to be a cause for great joy. That's why we want to rename our city Joyburg because the kingdom of God is breaking into this city. Even as the kingdom is breaking into our lives, 
because we're here, that light is shining from within us, it's shining outwards. That light is dispelling the doom and the gloom and the darkness. The kingdom is advancing, as we looked at earlier in Isaiah chapter 9. And so it is absolutely uh, you know, essential that we begin to reflect and to live, not just you know, behind closed doors in isolation. It's meant to be a little bit funny. We're not restricted and locked down to just live some kind of a private religion. No, we call to be light bearers. And because the good news fills us with joy and rejoicing, so everywhere we go, we spread joy and rejoicing and we cause the city to become Joyberg. Hallelujah. Listen, not even COVID can cause you to lose your joy. If you choose. If you choose to embrace the negativity, it's easy to become negative. But we can choose him, we choose life. And because we're in him, we get to choose all the things that he's given to us. We choose to walk in those things. And the fruit of the Spirit, in other words, the harvest that comes, that is seen and visible because of what the Spirit is doing inside of us. We're sons and daughters of the Lord. The Holy Spirit resides inside of us. And because He's shaping us, He's causing us to become more like Him, we reflect His image, we are image bearers, and we begin to produce something of the nature and the character and the image of God. It's called the fruit of the Spirit. Part of the fruit of the Spirit is joy. That's why they could write that hymn, Joy to the world, the Lord has come. It wasn't like, oh, sorry guys, you've all got to stop, you know, stop doing all the nice stuff and, and live a very, you know, sour kind of a life. Like, you can't have any more fun, no more joy, you know, just, mm-mm, horrible world, just, you're just stuck here and only one day when we escape this place will you be united with God and then you can have, you know, pleasure in His presence. Actually, Psalm 16, it speaks about we will have joy in his presence, pleasures at his right hand forevermore. Well, I've got some good news for you. Jesus came to bring heaven to earth. And heaven is all about his presence. Jesus came to restore us to the presence of the Father. So we have access to His presence. We can experience the joy of the presence of the Lord right here, right now, in your living room or wherever you are. I see some of you in bed. Hi, nice to see you guys there. We can experience the joy of his presence here. Hallelujah. And, and, and so this was what the, the angels were, were, were communicating to these shepherds. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, 
peace to those on whom his favor rests. I want to let you know that the favor of the Lord rests on you. And you can experience his peace. This is, a, this is a great time and a season when everybody's frantic and running around and doing all sorts of crazy things, running around pagan green trees and whatever. You don't have to do that. You, you don't have to be caught up in the frenzy and, and, and some kind of economic difficulty and hardship and get yourself into debt, into bondage. No, he came to set you free. You don't have to go into that stuff. You can experience peace. I remember many years ago, Lisa and I, we just returned. We'd been living in, an, in America for a couple of years and we returned back to South Africa. And, um, and we, we hadn't quite synchronized our calendars you know, with what was going on. And uh, we happened to be you know, shopping for appliances because we needed to set up home. And we think, like, what is going on here? All these people, just like these, it was, it was like lunacy. You know, long lines and people getting angry with each other. Doesn't sound like peace. There's no joy there. It was just like fighting and grabbing stuff. And it was just kind of like you couldn't find a parking space. You know, all that kind of intense pressure. And we were just trying to buy appliances and we wanted like the salespeople weren't really that interested in serving us because they were more interested in other stuff. Because not many people buy a washing machine for Christmas. We kind of, what was going on? And we suddenly, oh my goodness. In our family we call it the silly season. Because people just get silly. And they get caught up in something, in, in, a, in, an, in, in something that God never intended. And we just kind of, oh, we can actually just walk away from all this stuff. We don't have to chase after all this jolly present hunting and shopping and whatever. Just kind of like, and then we walked with a smile on our face. Because we were free. We felt the freedom of not having to come under the system of religion. For another time. Peace on earth to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Let us go and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Let us go and see. There's a prophetic action there's a getting up and there's a going to look. We must go and see for ourselves the good news. We must go and touch, taste, feel, experience good news. Because then we've got a first-hand account that we can pass on to other people. Remember the Pharisees, Jesus said, guys, you won't enter the kingdom and you are preventing other people who do want to get in. You're not even allowing them in. You're getting in the way. Let us not be people who get in the way of others coming into a place of experiencing the fullness of what God has for us. Let us go and see. I want to encourage you in this time where perhaps you're not at your normal place of work, you've got a bit more opportunity to just be in His presence. Take some time to think and to reflect. You know, obviously, we look back 
And we are amazed at how God has brought us through. But now we want to begin to reflect on the future prophetically. What is it, Lord, that we're going to get up and go and see? That we want to experience for ourselves. You know, there are places in God that he has for us that there is an invitation for us to get up and go and have a look and go and experience. Each one of us, we've grown to a particular place of maturity in God. But there are other places of maturity that he has for us. Let us not be so satisfied with where we're at that we think, okay, we've attained it. We have arrived. We can just settle down here. No. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to provoke our hearts to stir something inside of us that we would go on a quest in 2021 to experience more of the Lord. That we might actually encounter the Savior in a fresh way. That something of the supernatural would come to us in ways that are other and are different. You got your Sunday go to church face on. It's really hard to see with all of the face masks on who's got a blank look and who's actually just, that's just your Sunday look. Holy Spirit is always calling us further and deeper into the heart of God. How about we take this opportunity to begin to think about what are the things that we're going to go after in 2021? Many people will take this time just to think and, 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 and begin to make plans and strategies in terms of you know, financial goals, family goals, career goals, all these different things. But what are we doing in terms of a spiritual audit and a spiritual strategy that we might press in for more of the Lord? That we might let us go and see. The angels have said, wow, there's something amazing that's happening. And you can, you know, Read all the prophetic words. There's so much that's available on the internet these days. Some of it is good. Test every word. The Bible says test every word. Hold on to the good. Remember everybody sees in part. Prophesies in part. No one's got the whole deal. So it needs to be tested, checked, is it in alignment with the scriptures, and is, this a, is there a witness in the spirit that this is actually the season for it? And so we want to poise ourselves, lean into what God has for us. Prophetic words that he's spoken over our lives. If not now, then when? There's some things that we've kept pushing into the future. I believe the Holy Spirit is nudging us and he's saying, get up and go and see. Get up and go and look for this. Dimensions in the spirit. Levels, maturity in, in the spirit. Now, I'm not saying let's all get weirdo. That's not what I'm saying. All right? But let's not just rest on our blessed assurance. Sit back and do nothing. Say, so, well, you know what? It's COVID. 
Everything's in isolation. Everything's in lockdown. And we begin spiritually to go into lockdown. And I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to invite us in a fresh way to step up and to launch ourselves towards the things that God has for us. Let us go and see this thing which the Lord has told us about. It's good news. It's great joy. And there's more to come. Amen. Flight, flight, my story is eight. Going to interpret that for some of you. We're done. Yeah. Just very mindful that a number of our people are at home and some are away at other places and don't have access to the same amount of uh, streaming and data. Just want to be mindful of that. Thank you for for joining us today. But uh, would you stand? Let's pray together. I, I did once upon a time preach a message and it only took me two minutes. Some people have been wondering if I could ever do that again. I'm saying, ah, I've already done it, you know, I don't have to. I just... Sometimes when there's a word, you need time to build it. And other times, hey, it's okay. Haggai, he gave a prophetic word from the Lord, Haggai. It changed a nation. You know how long that word was? Four words. It was one of these, you know. The Lord declares, I am with you. That was a prophetic word. That's a very short word. Had a profound impact on the nation they set about rebuilding. Phenomenal. You don't have to have a long preach. Every time. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we invite you to break into our lives. To provoke us to response. A recognition that there is more. That you are stirring us up in this season. Bringing us out of any sense of a spiritual lockdown. And you are inviting us to get up and go and see. So we ask Holy Spirit in these days when we come aside. Break into our thinking, break into our dreaming, break into our reflecting. Would you speak a new word and would you bring words that you've spoken in the past and cause them to come alive again, that there would be a fresh zeal to get up and go and see that we might experience for ourselves the greater things. Thank you, Lord, that you, you haven't given us great promises just to tease us, that they are only out there just for some people. But we are the ones on whom your favor rests. We are your favorite ones. And you have these things ready, waiting for us. So Lord, stir our hearts, open up our spiritual eyes that we might see what you have for us and give us the grace to go after these things that truly 2021 would be a year of fun, of adventure, of joy, walking with you. Hallelujah. So I'm asking, Lord, that you would put your hand of blessing and favor and protection on each one in the building and those watching online.
Shield and protect everyone who travels on the roads. Would you watch over those who are at home by themselves? Would your presence, your nearness, your comfort rush in to flood their very rooms right now? That they would know they're not alone. Emmanuel, God with us. Lord, let your peace fill our hearts. Let joy be the hallmark of our lives that actually we are rebranding agents in this city. Filled with joy, full of light, full of hope, full of peace. We thank you for your provision. We thank you for all the good things that we have received. We thank you that it is harvest time with you. Blessed be your name. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us at home. Looking forward to connecting with you soon. Blessings for now.